and dark, wearing the remains of a uniform to which had been added civil space garb. He rushed forward a dozen meters before he paused in stride at the apparition of the huge golden ship with its emblazoned crossed ray rods of pharmacy. Then he saw old Doc fishing, and he thrust a helmet up from a contemptuous grin. The Earthman swept wide and put old Doc exactly between himself and the ladder before he came in. Hippocrates leaped nimbly up to the top of the ship in the hope of shooting the Earthman on an angle which would miss old Doc, but he had no more than arrived and sighted before it became apparent to him that he would also now shoot the girl. This puzzled him. Obviously, the girl was not an enemy who would harm old Doc, but the Earthman was. Still, it was better to blast girl and Earthman than to see old Doc harmed in any cause. The effort at recalling an exact instance made Hippocrates tremble, and in that tremble, old Doc also came into his firefield. Having no warnings whatever, old Doc had just looked up and beheld two humans cannonading down upon him. The adrenalized condition of the woman was due to the Earthman, that was clear. The Earthman was obviously a blast for hire from some tough astral slum. The girl threw herself in a collapse at old Doc's feet, and the Earthman came within a fatal fifteen feet. Old Doc twitched his wrist and put his big hooked fly into the upper lip of the Earthman. This disappointed old Doc a little, for he had been trying for the nose. Pulling his game fish bellowing into the stream, old Doc disarmed him and let him have a ray barrel just back of the medulla oblongata, which took care of the fellow nicely. Hippocrates lowered himself with disappointed grunts down to the ladder. At his master's hand signal, he came forth with two needles filled, sterilized, and awaiting only a touch to break their seals and become useful. Into the gluteal muscle, through clothes and all, because of the sterilizing radiation of the point, Doc gave the Earthman the contents of needle one. At the jab, the fellow had squirmed a little, and the doctor lifted one eyelid. You are a stone, said old Doc. You can't move. The Earthman lay motionless, wide-eyed, being a stone. Brusquely, Hippocrates grabbed up the unconscious girl and waded back across the stream with her. He went directly into the main operating room of the morgue, and there, amidst the cleverly jammed hodgepodge of trays and ray tubes, drawers, masks, retorts, and reflectors, he unceremoniously dropped the girl. Then Hippocrates boosted her into a proper position for medication on the center table and adjusted a lamp or two, fussily, meanwhile admiring his master's touch with the needle. Old Doc was smiling, smiling with a strange poignancy. She was a very pretty girl, neatly made, small-waisted, high-breasted. Her tumbling crown of hair was like an avalanche of fire in the operating lights. Her lips were very soft, likely to be yielding to... Father, she screamed in sudden consciousness. Father! Old Doc looked perplexed, offended. And then he saw the girl did not know where she was. Her wild glare speared both master and thing. Where is my father? Oh, we don't rightly know, ma'am, said old Doc. You just... He's out there. They, they shot our ship down. He's dying or dead. Oh, help him! Hippocrates looked at master 
and Master nodded, and when the servant left the ship, it was with a bound so swift that it rocked the morgue a little. He was only a metre tall, was Hippocrates, but he weighed nearly five hundred kilos. Behind him came old Doc, but their speeds were so much at variance that before the physician could reach the tall flowers, Hippocrates was back through them, carrying a man stretched out on a compartment door, wrenched from its strong hinges for the purpose. Old Doc felt a twinge of pity for the old man. He was proud of face, her father, grey of hair, and very high and noble of brow. He was a big man, the kind of man who would think big thoughts and fight and die for ideals. The doctor beheld the scarred stains, the charred fabric, the blasted flesh which now composed the man's chest. The bloody and gruesome scene was not a thing for a young girl's eyes. He stepped to the port and waved a hand back to the main salon.